102 Springfield's Clash of Rockets, 535. And the Eagles with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Listening on the podcast today, you're going to know that uh, it is brought to you by Marcot Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcot Ford in Holyoke. It's a mix of sun and clouds today. Cloudy this afternoon with a high of 71, if you can believe that. And then for tonight, cloudy, low of 50. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 75. Get out of here with that. 47 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Today, another keyword to cash. That's coming up after 8 o'clock. After 7 o'clock, we're going to talk to Bill Posley. Bill is a graduate of Minichog. He is now a Hollywood writer, a comedian, and he's doing a documentary. He'll tell you all about that coming up in just a matter of minutes. It's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Are you ready for this 90s flashback? Sure. Frances Bean Cobain, daughter of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, married Riley Hawk, son of Tony Hawk, earlier this month, and Michael Stipe performed the ceremony. No kidding. Was it a shotgun wedding? Oh, I see what you're doing there. That's 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 dark. What what are you talking about? I just meant like was it like one of these things where uh, you know she might have gotten pregnant and then they had to get married? No, that's what a shotgun wedding. No, is. I know what a shotgun wedding is, but you know I think all things considered, that's dark. I wonder if she was riding a shotgun on the way home back to the. Uh, I don't know. You know. I don't. I don't. Not at all. Uh, he's actually uh, Francis's godfather. Michael Stipe is. Drew Barrymore is her godmother. This kid's got all kinds of celebrities. No kidding. Michael Stipe is the officiant. He's got a lot of extra time in his hands. He's a stand. Um, I just hope they're shiny, happy people. That's what I hope. Like we stand here today, we st- but he goes stand. You ever hear the end yes. of that song? And it was any, and, he, and it's like really lo- drawn yeah. out. Actually, the end of that song is my favorite part. That's the yeah. That's most people's favorite part of that song. Uh, there's no word on the ceremony, like if there were guests, how many or who they were. It's not even clear if Courtney was there. Oh, she was at the bar, I'm sure. <laughs> Francis and Riley have been dating since at least January of 21. This is her second marriage. She divorced her first husband back in 2016. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, Netflix offers over. Well, I don't even, that's not even an entertainment story. Tom Bergeron says his relationship with Dancing with the Stars broke down after they cast former Trump spokesperson Sean Spicer after promising they would avoid politics. Uh, Tom was fired at the end of the season. You know what I find fascinating about the story? What? You actually skipped the story in order to do a Tom Bergeron story. Well, because how many Tom Bergeron... I, I said last week... We don't do enough Tom Bergeron stories. Didn't I say that to you? He's uh, Massachusetts' very own Tom Bergeron. I skipped a story about Netflix offering games now. All right, I, I'm with you on that one then. All right. More Tom Bergeron, please. Tom Bergeron or Netflix games to make them more money? Bergeron. Right. All day long. Well, the, the, the problem I've always had with Dancing with the Stars is a lot of them weren't really stars. 
You know what I have a problem with? What? It's the dancing. Well, I can, I can, I can handle the dancing. But, I can handle D, it, C, and D level uh, celebrities. But it's like the celebrity bartending things that we go to. You know. They don't even shoot that yeah. high. Oh, it's Becky who does accounting at the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, so you're, it says here yeah. you're a notary public. Yeah. Oh, look at Interesting. you. Interesting. Look at you. Roll out the red carpet. Do tell. Yeah. Here, <laughs> here comes Karen with her notary with her notary <laughs> stamp in her hand. Oh, the stories you must tell. Yeah. And uh, in his new book, John Stamos admitted to having two nose jobs when he was on General Hospital in the early 80s. The second happened uh, within a year and was necessary to correct the first one. And yet, look at him. Oh, he's he's a, as spectacularly beautiful now as he's ever been. Oh, he's a snack. He's not just a snack. He's a whole meal. He's a whole walk. He's a whole buffet is what that guy is. That's right. 77-year-old Cher says her 37-year-old boyfriend... Alexander A.E. Edwards uh, doesn't get most of her references. He'll look at me and go, I wasn't born yet. What references? Like you talking about Medicare and yeah. uh, supplemental insurance? And then she said uh, if she could... Yeah, right. Yeah, do you want to... <laughs> if I could turn back time, I'd get two hip replacements. If I could turn back time, I'd get myself a reverse mortgage from Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's what I would do. 77 and 37. What, yeah. Like... What are you talking about? Clearly, that's all that is, is a is a bang relationship for Cher. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but when your relationship includes 70s. the sentence, honey, grab me my, yeah. my sock puller thing. Yeah, where, or, yeah, my sock. <laughs> give me my pill box. Where's, uh, where's the, where's the keys to the Edsel? It's on, it's on the Davenport. <laughs> I'm Ugh. sorry, Alex. Could you get my Metamucil off the counter in the bathroom? They're next to my dentures. Alex, I've fallen and I can't get up. Hey, uh, Cher, what's this, uh, what's this roast beef looking thing on the floor? That was from that video on the Intrepid I did. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Glad we turned this into a share. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? It's it's a forty some odd year difference between the two. Uh, Corey Taylor says the guys in Slipknot are only upper middle class. We do okay, but we're never gonna see F and Taylor Swift money. Oh, he's right about that. Yeah, that's he's he's absolutely right. Actually, that's easy to say because nobody, it's not not too many people will ever see Taylor Swift kind of money in the music business. <laughs> not anyway. Likely, uh, Drake. Hate the drink. He celebrated his 37th birthday at a club in Miami on Monday night. I bet you he didn't want to pick up a 77 year old. <laughs> and Brian Cranston. He probably didn't need to. Right? And Brian Cranston uh, from, and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad showed up to serve drinks and promote their new Mezcal brand, Dos Hombres. See, now that's a celebrity bartending event with actual celebrities. I'd like Brian Cranston to show up to my birthday party. That would be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it would be. Uh, Shania Twain. Didn't I just say we don't do enough stories about her? She had a full circle moment at her show in Toronto on Sunday. She brought up a fan named Daniela, 22 years after bringing her up to sing the song as a kid. Oh, oh that's, that's sweet. nice. How'd they find her? Uh, I don't know. Best part, they probably just went on Facebook. 
because she's probably had that picture of when she was singing when she was a kid with Shania Twain on the uh, on her cover photo for the last 20 years. Oh, my God. Uh, and Daniela said the best that moment on stage in 2001 inspired her to study music, and she's an opera singer now. Really? Well, there you go. How about that? And uh, Kim Kardashian and Cardi B have teamed up for a new Skimsware collaboration that has uh, been nicked uh, sexy and snatched. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I did a Sexy and Snatched collaboration was when Ray J crammed the blunted hog hoof into the fur-lined meat slipper <laughs> into that sex tape you can purchase on Uform for thirty nine ninety five. Which reminds me, my feet are cold. You need the fur-lined meat slipper? I might. <laughs> you, won't some see th- slippers. you won't see that at the meat counter. Uh, um, Caitlin? Whatever got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but uh, she once waxed the pool noodle. She was uh, pulling on the meat wrench like Stretch Armstrong doll at a show and tell. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're picturing that in your head, by the I way. Know I know I am. I really am. What I'm trying to say is after she played The Devil Went Down to Georgia on the skin fiddle, I got hot buttered popcorn and gave her a matinee showing of <laughs> Bukocalypse Now. <laughs> oh, the horror. I love the smell of her palms in the morning. <laughs> And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Fall is here, and the wine team. Whether it's a Weber gas grill, a Traeger. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Bill Posley is a former, well, a graduate of Minnetonk High School, and he has turned himself into uh, quite a success in the uh, town of Holly Weird. He's a writer. He's a comedian. He's uh, he's doing stuff. Well, at least one of us grads from Minnetonk did something with themselves. <laughs> And he's the one. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, doing a very interesting documentary, and he'll be in the studio with us after 7 o'clock to talk about it. Um, I'm reading this story here on Mass Live. I, I talked briefly about this yesterday. There was a, a really horrific story about a gardener man suspected of killing his wife on Sunday morning, and then they still haven't found this guy. Uh, but Massachusetts law enforcement has credited how a bow hunter uh, helped them find a car belonging to that man. Uh Thank God for that hunter. I don't know when or where we might have found the car, but there was a bow hunter going through the area, and he found the vehicle and immediately notified the Gardner police. That's uh, according to Worcester DA Joseph Early. Authorities continue to search for 33-year-old Aaron Pennington in the woods of Camp Collier and Gardner on October 24th after discovering his white 2013 BMW sedan there on Monday evening. The DA stated Pennington has a military background, and when asked if that background could help him survive in the woods, Early said, yeah, that's part of the problem. He's Rambo. Yeah, but he's a bad Rambo. Well, you know, Rambo yeah. got himself into all kinds of uh, all kinds of trouble. Uh, that's part of the training, and those are, and those are the questions that the state police have been asking. They're finding out exactly what training he, he would have had. Um, yes, that is part of the equation, Early said. Pennington has been on the run since his 30-year-old wife, Brianna Pennington, was found dead in their home over the weekend. The couple's children, 2, 5, 7, and 9, were living in the home but had gone to a neighbor's house. Uh, the children are safe in custody of the partner at DCF. That's the thing that gets me, is now you have four kids who have no parents because... Regardless of whether this guy is found or not, mm-hmm. he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life if they do catch him. And if not, he's probably yeah. going to do something to himself. I just, uh, that really kind of, 
that 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 part is the hardest part of the story to read. It's uh, I, th- I think too much about what those kids' lives are going to be like. It's interesting when you kind of put yourself in that position where um, you realize you have a responsibility to your family. Yeah. That kind of changes uh, your behavior a little bit if you're doing it correctly. Yeah. Uh, Pennington is believed to be armed with a handgun and dangerous. Uh, Early said at another uh, press conference from Camp Collier on Tuesday afternoon, as the search continued in the area, the Gardner man is described as white with blonde hair, blue eyes, six foot two and 175 pounds. That's happened a few times. Remember that guy in, uh, it was recently too. And was it Pennsylvania? He was the guy he escaped from a prison, and but he was a survivalist, and he was out in the woods. I think it was about well, yeah. the last four or five years. I think that happened. And he was out for quite a while before they did catch him, didn't they? They eventually did, yeah. but it took a long time. It took like almost a month to catch that guy because he was so good at hiding. Remember, I remember watching the like the the overhead drone videos. Mm-hmm. The guy was hiding right there, and they walked right by him. But he was so good at at. Camouflaging himself. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Um, you know, I remember when Brian Dennehy was looking for Rambo out in the woods, and uh, you know, Richard Crenna tried to tell him, "Listen, I uh, I created him. Uh, you know, he's a he's a killing machine, and you, I'm here to protect you, Brian Dennehy." And then at that point, yeah, you know, Brian realizes, "Hey, you know what? This Rambo fella is kind of a badass. I don't think I'm going to catch this guy like I wanted to." Yeah, I, I, that's not really how this is going to play out. You don't think so? No. You don't think the local constabulatory is saying, hey, how can we find this guy in the woods? Why are you, why are you bothering me? Huh? I'm just a guy from Gardner. I, I just don't know what to do. I just want to <laughs> get out of the woods, all right? Who is that? It was a poor, poor impression of Sylvester Stallone. See, I heard, uh, I heard Frank Stallone in that one. Nobody hears Frank Stallone. Nobody hears. Listen, I celebrate his entire musical catalog. So you got that crime story going on, and then you got uh, the Mass State Police are investigating a suspected marijuana grow house in Springfield. Uh, They were were there in troves and hazmat gear, pulling out like trash bags full of marijuana, said Jake Dressler of Springfield. Yeah, man, they were pulling out big bags, trash bags. Dude, what a grow house. Long Hill Street in in Springfield in the spotlight on Tuesday as the uh, state police confirmed they investigated a suspected marijuana grow house at the home. Hmm. Neighbors described the scene they walked by this morning. We see this whole entourage of cops, building inspectors, and hazmat suits, and at first we thought it was a Halloween haunted house. Well, it can be both. Yeah, I know. You know, here's the thing. Uh, I'm nosy. Yeah. So when I hear an address yeah. in, uh, like, Forest Park, uh, some kind of uh, wild oh, goings-on. We immediately look it up. I immediately look it up. And if I'm not mistaken, this is one of two. Th- Long Hill's a weird street in Springfield. It's kind of like, depending on what side uh, of the of the street you're looking at, if you turn left or straight off of uh, Sumner, it's the halves. Or yeah. if you go right, it's the have-nots. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's it, like uh, I don't know, Denver, Colorado, and uh, Beirut. Kind of. <laughs> but uh, 301 Long Hill Street is on the more highfalutin end of the, uh, of the street. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at these, uh, these two houses side by side on uh, Google Maps. I think at one point, I may have looked at that house when I was trying to find a a, a house to buy. Like, oh, yeah. like a realtor let us go in there, and it was a 
it is a beautiful home. And I have to tell you, from a, a, oh, yeah. a marijuana growing perspective, uh, there's plenty of room for activities. I Yeah, I've seen that one uh, plenty of times. It's a beautiful home. Now it uh, smells like a pot growing operation. Uh, neighbors told Western Mass News this was not the first marijuana grow operation to happen in the area. The uh, Western Mass News archives confirmed that another marijuana grow house was discovered at the home next door back in 2011. At the at the other brick colonial? Yes. Or on the uh, on the the no, white colonial the, uh, uh, on the other side. It says 293 Long Hill Street in 2011. They I had, will be damned. They had the same deal and they were tipped off by a gas leak and that was like a million dollar operation. I remember that one. Because that was it was a gas leak, and then they. But maybe it was a different one. There was another one where the electric bill was through the roof. Yeah, it was they, like thousands of dollars uh, in one month. Right, but then they found that somebody had tapped into the main electrical line underneath the street. <laughs> this isn't like your typical uh, stoner growing a pl- pot plant in your mother's basement. No, this is a, this this is clearly an operation yeah. where you have more than twelve plants. And uh, I generally feel safe in this neighborhood, uh, and at least it's not hard drugs or something else. That's what somebody said. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm looking at this, and I'm going, I, I toured one of those homes. I don't know which one. Can't yeah. remember because you're talking about almost you know 28 years ago. But those are beautiful homes. Uh, I'll tell you what. Sometimes these grow operations really know their real estate. Yeah, they do. Wasn't that house in Wilbraham built like off of drug money? The one that's up on the top of uh, the mountain in Wilbraham. Uh, that's that is the rumor. I don't uh, I don't know how they built that house. No, I thought that was part of the that was like in the news. Like this guy was busted for a bunch of stuff up there. Well, it's I like mean, the Pablo Escobar of Wilbraham. Sure, but you understand that because it's Wilbraham and the say hello you know, to my little muffin top. <laughs> Yeah, because it's Wilbraham yeah. and, uh, you know, the cost of, uh, of supplies and, and labor, it can be quite costly to do yeah. it, uh, you know, lawfully. You know, it's funny. It doesn't matter where you are in America. You could be living right next to a house of horrors or a drug home or any other kind of lovely things. I wonder what the Zillow rating is going to be on this thing now. You know what? Zestimate. I didn't, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that out. You give me some time. I'm going to yeah. find out what the Zestimate is for that house. I bet you could find it out pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Believe you me, I'm already I'm already on it. What's I'm already on it. Is that uh, is that one of those disclosure things the realtors have to tell you? Hey, this was a drug house at one point. Well, I mean, uh, there's a chance that uh, I mean there there is a chance that uh, you know <clears throat> you'll smell it when you walk in. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they clean that before they put it on the market. Believe it or not. Yeah. The Zestimate is $543,000. That's seemingly low. Well, I think, uh, and again, you can look on Zillow. It is it is really a lovely home. You ever see that other house when you drive across the South End Bridge? You can see they change the lights at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those houses with the columns on it, and you can see it off the cliff yes. on the side. Are those all prominent people that live in those? I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, the one, this one isn't. Well, this one was sold a couple of years ago for three hundred eighty-five thousand. So that's you know quite a that's... quite a large valuation. By the way, the uh, the grounds on the backyard are s- breathtaking. Are you upside down in your mortgage on your drug house? <laughs> 
Yeah, listen, there's a manicured uh, landscaping. The brickwork still looks uh, intact. The, the gutters yeah. seem good. Looks like it's a reasonably new roof. This is a nice house for for someone who uh, may be in the, uh, on the lookout for a high-end home on the uh, upper end of I, Forest Park. I am now curious to see who the suspects were. Yes, me too. I'm very because curious. Because I'm sure there's somebody uh, that's in trouble for this. They're not just gonna let you get away with something like that. No, but I think if you do, uh, if you did the uh, the uh, the tour of uh, mm-hmm. of the home, the virtual tour, you'd say, mm, yeah, you know what? Plenty of space for a grow house, but it is beautiful. Well, there you go. That's the things that are going on in your neighborhood this morning. <laughs> Rambo's and drug homes. It's six twenty four with Bax and Nagel at Rock one hundred two. It's just about six twenty seven with Bax and Nagel at Rock one hundred two. You know, as I'm looking at that house, though, it you know, it could use a little bit of updating updating yeah, a little bit you know i mean the, the the granite work is nice you know maybe new cabinets i don't know what the windows are, are like it's kind of hard to tell you know there's a lot of wallpaper a little uh you know, a little dated but other than that man you could really turn that place around dated yeah i mean it's you know it, it, it could use an update or two mostly uh, aesthetic but you I mean for the most part that house has got good bones <laughs> and by bones i mean rolled up bones full of marijuana Rolled up, yeah, like a, I'm smoking a bowl. Hey, do you want to laugh? Ah, uh, sure. Are you sure you want to? Yeah, or are you yeah. just saying you want I'm to? I'm just saying it, but yeah. go ahead. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny, how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Uh, a lady went to the pharmacy, right up to the pharmacist, looked him straight in the eyes, and said, I would like to buy some cyanide. Cyanide? Yeah, and the pharmacist goes, why in the world would you need cyanide? And the lady goes, I need it to poison my husband. And the pharmacist's eyes gets big, and he goes, oh, my God, I can't give you cyanide to kill your husband. That's against the law. I'll lose my license. I'll throw both of both of us in jail. All kinds of bad things will happen. Absolutely not. I cannot give you any cyanide. The lady uh, reached into her purse and pulled out a picture of her husband in bed with the pharmacist's wife, and the pharmacist looks at the picture and goes, well, this is different. You didn't tell me you had a prescription. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> prescription for cyanide. 6.31 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, Hamden uh, D.A. Uh, Anthony Galoni and Chicopee Police Chief Patrick Major announced a recent narcotics investigation on Tuesday. According to the DA's office, an uh, investigation in Chicopee resulted in the arrest, two arrests, and the seizing of cocaine and fentanyl. Chicopee and uh, Massachusetts State Police joined together in the trafficking of narcotics investigation from 126 Casino Avenue in Chicopee. Oh, that was the huh. casino in Chicopee. Uh, <laughs> there is no casino in Chicopee. <laughs> well, it was a makeshift one. Now, now there is. Uh, officers found that the uh, two suspects, 49-year-old Jose Martinez and 57-year-old Leon uh, Leon Leon uh, of Chicopee, <laughs> would travel uh, out of state to get large amounts of narcotics and bring them back to Hamden County for distribution. On Saturday, October 21st, during a traffic stop on I-90 in West Springfield, both suspects were taken into custody. From the vehicle, police seized uh, three kilograms of suspected fentanyl. An estimated street value of one point two million dollars. Three kilograms, three kilos. Yeah, yeah, and three kilos of cocaine valued at three hundred thousand dollars, according to the DEA. One kilo of fentanyl has the uh, potential to kill five hundred thousand people. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a scary little prospect, isn't it? I would think so. Uh, Hamden County DA uh, said that during the uh, search of 126 Casino Avenue, there were three AR-15 style weapons, three handguns. One was a ghost gun, and another has a switch that converts it to a fully automatic weapon. They were arraigned in uh, Springfield District Court on Monday and charged with uh, drug trafficking over 200 grams of heroin and fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Drug trafficking over 200 grams of cocaine and drug possession of a Class B substance. Martinez was held on $75,000 bail and a motion to revoke bail in another case, case which he is awaiting trial in an armed robbery. Listen, man, if you're sitting on uh, over a million dollars worth of cocaine and fentanyl... <laughs> Wouldn't you uh, not do the armed robbery thing? Uh, you yeah maybe you know you want to. That's just getting greedy now. I mean, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. No, you uh, you don't. But they need to go to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. By the way, uh, that house is not valued at anywhere near what that house in Forest Park is. Well, how much is that one? Well, uh, it's there. It's it's hard to tell because uh, you know there are. I believe there are apartment uh, apartments in this building. It's a multi-family, uh, a multi-unit building. Uh, this estimate's like three seventy-seven. Oh, really? I mean, it's location, location, location. Don't get me yeah, wrong, but as far from a a real estate valuation, I think the uh, the the house, the the uh, the marijuana growing facility in Forest Park. Worth a little bit more. If you're not easily accessible to 91 or I-90. Uh, it affects the business. It does, really does. A uh, moose was spotted walking near the Ludlow Police Department on Chapin Street on Tuesday morning. morning. You mean Moose Day morning. Oh, I see what Get you're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ludlow Police shared photos of the moose walking through the fire and police complex on Chapin Street. The Mass Division of Fisheries and Wildlife were called in later uh, to relocate the uh, female, which had moved to a nearby business on Center Street. Uh, biologists determined the moose was unable to safely leave the area on her own. Crews from Environmental Police and Ludlow Police assisted in capturing her and relocating her to a f- uh, forested area nearby. Uh, moose can be found around western and central Massachusetts with occasional sighting in eastern Massachusetts, mm. according to Mass.gov. They go into the whole thing about what moose do. Now, uh, you know, I mean, I know Ludlow, you know, fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, Chapin Street, this, you know, that's that's a pretty, you know, pretty major, uh, you know, cut through street, you could say. Yeah. Um, you know, if I were a moose on the loose in Ludlow, I'd probably go to like, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, Randall's. Randall's for yep. uh, for an apple cider donut. Yep, absolutely. Do yeah, uh, maybe one of those pies she's got over there. That's yep. some good stuff. Uh, Evans Egg House. I don't see why any way any moose wouldn't enjoy a little bacon hash. That's uh, a good place to go. I don't know if the uh, the the uh, the moose would like the bacon hash. You don't think so? No. I, I can't imagine anyone not liking the bacon hash. It's, it, it's moosey chewy for him. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they could find some oats to feed them. So they 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 like tranquilize this thing and then they drag it away and then after they leave everything, a squirrel pops out and goes. And now here's something you'll really like. <laughs> yes, I didn't realize bone strength. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's really good. What? Your little bullwinkle. My bullwinkle. Yeah, that's a really good one. Do it again. Do it again. Hey, Rock, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Yeah, you, uh, I think, uh, you know, you tell me I'm the guy of a thousand voices. You and uh, and you do the George Gaines, uh, you know, 
like for the, the from the police academy movies. Steve, I, I don't I don't uh, necessarily seek out uh, validation of my many profound talents. Oh, I do. That's why I do it all the time. I let it sneak I, in and out of there. You know, just you know, I, I'll uh, I'll surprise you with what I got. I need to be fed compliments constantly. I like that shirt. Oh, thank you so much. It is very fall-like. Isn't yeah, it? it's a nice flannel. I'm wearing a flannel. Yeah. I'm, wearing a, I'm flannelly today. You sure are. Yeah, I just need to, uh, I don't know, I need a cup of nice java and a winter hat. And I would say like a cup of coffee and a few clove cigarettes, and you could be looking like you're living in Seattle. Sit outside with a with a hatchet and start cutting down firewood yeah. for the big bonfire tonight. <laughs> All you need is a big blue ox. Doing autumn poems and poetry. Ooh, the leaves make me crumble. Oh, squiggly line. Oh, orangey leaves, orangey leaves. Floating in the air. <laughs> I see you, Angie Leave. I see you. You know, they did. There was another story. When's the best time to start filling up home heating oil tanks? How about when it's low? That's what I said. I couldn't believe how low I was the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I went uh, went down in the basement, and I'm like looking at the oil tank, and it was like down below the quarter, like it was almost out. Mm. But I have I have those uh, things in my house. Those um. Those, we have them on the wall in here, the Fujitsus. The, it's like a ductless system. Oh, yeah. A mini uh, split. Yeah. And once I got those installed, I've saved a lot of money doing that because mm-hmm. you don't use so much oil. So I tend to forget that the oil even needs filling, and then I got to call every once in a while to get it done. But people are wondering, when's the... You know, that was another headline this morning. When should you turn the heat on? When you're cold. Yeah. And the more I think about 22 News, I think I know a perfect person that would work over there for the headlines that they come up with. <laughs> What's the best time to start filling up your home heat and oil tanks? This just in, I have a friend who likes pregnant yeah. chicks. <laughs> that oil tank looks like a pregnant chick. By the way, I got a buddy who's into that. Uh, people in Western Mass... <laughs> Woke up to cooler temperatures this morning as the temperatures drop. The need for oil goes up. Daylight saving time is just around the corner. With less sunlight, temperatures will continue to Wait drop in your home. Well, hold on a second. Are you suggesting that as it gets colder, people want to be warmer in their homes? Can you imagine that? I would never have thought that. So you want to make sure you're sure to check your heating oil storage tanks as soon as possible. If your tank has less than a quarter capacity of oil, which mine did... You'll want to speak to your oil provider right away. Wow, it's a, my, that's, I love that my, is news. My oil provider, he's a he's a great guy. He's a, the years ago I had to, he was a, you know doing some work on my furnace, mm-hmm. and uh, I needed some kind of like switch or something like that. And I and this guy's out of Chester, right? Okay. And I said, uh, hey, listen, uh, I got this problem with this. Uh, oh, it was the it was the level thing. The 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 level bobber was broken. Okay. So he couldn't tell how much oil was in the tank. He sure. needed to replace it. It's an easy fix. And he said, uh, do you know what model that is? And I was like, I don't know. There's no numbers on it. I'm just going to send you a picture. Uh, I'm on the phone with him telling this that. And he's like, there's dead silence. And he's like, eh, I'm from Chester, Steve. I'm just going to have to come down and take a look at it to see it for myself. We don't have that kind of technology around here with you sending <laughs> pictures through your phone. 
We don't really yeah. have what's known as the internet up no, in Chester. But they do great work. So, you know, but yeah. it's like a nice local hometown business. But I, I don't, uh, I probably should be more concerned about what's going on with the oil system. Yeah. See, we don't have oil. We got, uh, we got gas. Bad gas. And uh, I need someone to, uh, I need a man to come to my house to fix my pellet stove. You need a man. A real man with skills, knowledge, and intelligence. All the things I lack. Well, that's usually, uh, mm -hmm. well, this is why you need to call the folks over at Aquapump. They're the experts on everything, all the water supply systems. On a on a pellet stove? Hey, you know what? I'm sure uh, I'm sure Victor or Scott or uh, one of the boys down hmm. there must have some information on a pellet stove. Well, before you do that, I'll probably go to Rocky's Ace Hardware to pick up some hand tools. You know, good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware location. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you can uh, swing by Leah Toyota Wolverham later and uh, pick up your next vehicle. Don't well, overpay for your next car, by you, the way. You could do that, or you yeah. could see uh, General Manager Miguel Aponte at uh, Leah Nissan in Enfield on Palumba Drive. Yeah, or you could get a quality night's sleep in your... Oh, no, they stopped paying. We're not talking about <laughs> They were a little too expensive. I got you. Yeah. Well, can you really afford <laughs> can you a afford restless a night's sleep? Yeah, can you really afford that? Uh, we've seen people do this before, but it's usually for something small like a speeding ticket. A welding company in Colorado called JMF Enterprises recently got sued by another company called Fired Up Fabrication. They claim JMF didn't pay them for a job and eventually settled for $23,500. But now they're back in court after JMF tried to pay by sending them over six tons of loose change. Wow. A flatbed truck showed up at the lawyer's office with a box full of quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies mixed together. What is this, Steve Nagel at a wedding gift? <laughs> the uh, lawyer described it uh, as a big F.U. I think anytime you're paying in that yeah. many in that many coins, yes, that's a big F.U. Their settlement uh, agreement didn't specify how they had to pay, so they thought the lawyer would have to accept it, but she refused and said she filed another lawsuit, and now they might even have to pay more. JMF claims they were not being malicious or trying to waste anyone's time, but if the judge disagrees, they'll have to pay an additional $7,000 in attorney's fees. Okay. All right. Well, well then we're my, doing it in change then, too. Well, well, then my little protest ends now. That's it. We're done. <laughs> I've made my point. Now I'll pay. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 648 in Jimi Hendrix at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. How many uh, days until the Mayflower Marathon? I, uh, I actually stopped uh, counting. I'm going to ask Siri again. Yeah, sure. How many days until November 20th? Uh, 160. One sec, she says. Why should what, she occupied with other things? Yeah, you know, she's a woman. She's got to. Oh, my you know, God. They just never want to listen to you. Got to find a time. I got to. She's still on it, she says. Yeah, okay. I'm having trouble with the connection. Please try again later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, okay. Yeah, right, that's typical. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Mayflower Marathon begins, as you know, on uh, November 20th. But before we get to that, we're doing all kinds of events to uh to kind of get you all juiced up and ready to go thursday november 2nd it's the rock one twos mayflower marathon comedy night at the armory at mgm springfield it's brought to you by dave minor exterior home improvements and aqua pump it's going to be a night of laughs to benefit the open pantry uh all the profits of the night are going to be donated to the mayflower marathon 
Uh, Marty Caproni is your headliner. Special guest Brian Plum, Katie Arroyo, along with us, Max and Nagel, who will serve as the hosts for the evening. And tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. Seating is limited, so you might want to get yours now before they completely sell out. It's the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night at MGM Springfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I hate clickbait. I fall for it all Are the time. Are you a clicker baiter? I'm a clicker I'm a master clicker baiter. I'm master clicker baiter. I'm clicking baiting in, uh, left and right. So I see three headlines all saying the same thing this morning. Jimmy Kimmel quietly fired from job. And I'm like, what? Did he lose the the, the show at mm-hmm. night? What? Uh, I mean, he's said, you know, controversial things before. Yeah. After two years, Jimmy Kimmel has been removed as the host of the L.A. Bowl college football game. Come on. What? That's not. That's, that's uh, not even really news. The, uh, the left wing comedian will be replaced by former NFL tight end Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I uh, there was another thing. Um, we talked about that pilot that yesterday. We're talking about news headlines here. Oh yeah, remember the pilot, the Alaskan Airlines pilot tried to. He was an off duty. He was an off duty pilot, but he was riding in the jump seat on the plane. Yep, and he wanted to pull the levers. Turns out he was on mushrooms. Okay? And this and this is the way the media brings this into thing. He was on mushrooms. And then you find out that he had been up for 40 hours. You know, it, like there's a whole lot of factors going yeah. into this thing. I mean, it's not just that he now did he take the mushrooms to help him fall asleep? Well, and or did it, he take the mu- mushrooms and, and then he was up for 40 and hours. And as it's revealed this is the first time he's taken mushrooms, and God knows how many he took. It didn't say how much he took. I mean, if you sit there and you take, you know, uh, four grams of mushrooms on your first try, you're probably going to want to pull the plate lever down. Probably. You know? But on the other hand, as a pilot, yeah. there are very strict rules on what you can and cannot do just prior to a flight. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Like yeah. you're not supposed to get loaded, uh, like on alcohol. But he wasn't for like he uh, wasn't like, a, like a day. He wasn't working. <clears throat> he was an off-duty pilot. He was like it was. It's like they do it all the time with the flight yeah. crews. They jump on the plane and they go, you know, give me a ride over here because I'm taking a flight out of Dallas tomorrow morning. That's what this guy was doing. He was supposed to be going to fly somewhere. Okay. He's All not, right. Listen, if you're if you're if you, if your thing is you have to go fly a plane later in the day, yeah. and you're getting a ride to your work, it's probably not a good idea to take mushrooms or a or a good time to take mushrooms then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe that's uh, that's what they tell you. <clears throat> I uh, I want my pilot to be uh, well rested. That's what I want. The point is, you don't know what you're getting when you get on those planes. No, you you don't. But I want my guy or my uh, woman, whatever, uh, whoever is flying the plane, to be yeah. well rested and sober. You ever see that uh, the movie with Denzel Washington, where he finally admits that he drank all that vodka? Oh yeah. Before he uh, before he flipped the plane over. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're getting into. You have no idea. It's not like people are checking these guys when they get on the plane. Not to say that all airline pilots are, uh, you know, but. Um, well, it's a high stress job. It, that's what I'm saying. And, do you want to uh, be the you want to be the passenger on there when the guy has a nervous breakdown? No, no, I would prefer to be safe on the ground or have the pilot not fly at all. Yeah, I would prefer to safely drive and worry about people texting and not paying attention to the road that could kill you in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, that's much safer. Much, oh, well, I'm just saying.
<laughs> I mean, what are the odds of the, that happening? The safer of two evils. Uh, coming up next hour, it was actually a, a pretty interesting story. Uh, Bill Posley is a, is a young man who graduated from Minichog a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, he went to Hollywood. He has become a stand-up comedian. He has become a writer in Hollywood on a couple of pretty good shows. Yeah. And uh, he's coming back. Well, he's back in the area now uh, filming a documentary, not just about his life, but really about coming back home and proving to everybody that he's a Hollywood success. We're going to be in that documentary, too. Apparently so. Yeah. And uh, so we'll be talking to Bill Posley uh, just after 7 o'clock. Should be a pretty good one. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Who would have thought that a Minichog grad could have some sort of you know, successful career. There are actually quite a few kids that have graduated over the years from Minichog that really made something of themselves. Still waiting for my time. It'll come, Steve. Are you sure? No, but I'm just, I don't want to kick you when you're down. Mm. Why? That's the best time to kick me. (laughs) It's 6.55 in Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel. Craftsman. Aaron's. Plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight the Boston Celtics begin their 2023-24 season with a quick tune-up of the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And while I'm sure the Knicks and their fans will be expecting a very different outcome, I'm of the belief that the Celtics are going to rip these slobs apart. Not just by a few points, by a lot of points. Why? Because the Celtics, who somehow lost to the Miami Heat in a disastrous Game 7 situation during the Eastern Conference Finals last season, might be a better team than they were last year. How much better? Well, according to problem gamblers, bookies, casinos, handicappers, and much of the legitimate sports media industry, the Boston Celtics may have a slight edge at being the favorites to win both the Eastern Conference and the NBA Championship. Of course, that's easy to say when you've yet to start chipping away at your 82-game regular season schedule. However, according to the experts between Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, and Chris Taps-Borzingis, this is a much stronger team on paper than what you had last year. At least that's what they're saying now. Now, you might wonder, but Baxi, what about Milwaukee or Denver or Phoenix or Golden State or any of the other teams who believe that they have a legitimate shot at the championship? To which my response would be, I don't care. I'm only concerned about the Celtics, and I'm willing to ignore the optimism felt in other NBA cities. So what are my predictions? I predict that the Celtics will finish slightly better than the 57 wins they piled up last year. I also predict they won't choke in a Game 7 situation against the Miami Heat two years in a row. Could they win their 18th NBA championship this year? Well, if I continue to ignore every other team in the NBA, as I've been doing for years, then the answer is yes. I do believe this might be the year. But if I chose to pay attention to the shrewd roster moves made by other teams in the Eastern Conference, such as the Milwaukee Bucks, then I might have uh, an unintended negative effect on my heavily biased optimism and idealism. But I'm not willing to give up so quickly, especially since they don't start beating on the Knicks until 7 o'clock tonight. That gives me several more hours of blindly following my questionable intuition, and I'm yet to let it go. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ego leaf blowers, lawnmowers, chainsaws, they all use the same battery. One battery, many outdoor power tools. There's an ego specialist at every Rocky's Ace Hardware, like Jason at the Liberty Street Rockies. Get a battery-powered leaf blower, lawnmower, or chainsaw now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. 
Rock 102. Springfield's Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be sunny with a high of 70 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, when you went to uh, Menachog High School yeah, uh, back in the, uh, what was it, 90s? 1997. 97. I was only there for a year, 96 to 97. I was right. there for a year. When you were there for that one academic year, mm-hmm. uh, was there anybody from that graduating class that you were aware of that became successful in any measurable way? Absolutely not. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's basically the only one of any real notoriety is you. Yeah. The, the kid that went there for one for one year was virtually forgotten while you were there. Well, pretty much until somebody else came along. <laughs> somebody else who has uh, made something of himself. Yeah. Uh, Bill Posley is uh, in the studio. He's a, uh, a former graduate of Minichog. He's now in Hollywood. He's a writer. He's a comedian. He's worked with Second City and the Upright Citizens Brigade. He's done a lot in his, uh, his career, and he's uh, in the studio with us right now. Bill, it's good to see you. Thank you guys for having me in here. It's amazing. Uh, Minichog grad, right? Minichog grad, yes. And you, uh, so we were just talking off the air about this. I went to Minichog too. I graduated in 1997, and then you started in 1997. Yeah. So as you, I think we, I took your locker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. as you left, really? I yeah. came was, in. Yeah, was, yeah. Was there any weed left over in there? <laughs> no, I, 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 I'd rather not say. <laughs> but yeah, right, yeah, you know what I mean. They, yeah. I just want to say thank you, though. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely now, did welcome. you did you choose the locker and say to like the school uh, administrators, give me the locker of the most obscure student to ever go to uh, Minichog, and they gave you Steve's? Yeah, they looked, they looked, they looked me up and down immediately and said, "We got a locker for you, kid." <laughs> All right, so you're you're a stand-up comedian, you're a writer, you're a director, and uh, you're a veteran of the U.S. Army, and you're coming back here uh, because you've you've kind of made a name for yourself a little bit, right? Um, Just a little bit? Yeah, a, a little bit. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I would, uh, you know, I would never say that about myself, but uh, I'm still trying to, I guess. Well, then right. let us I'm say still it try- for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes. Um, I'm still trying to uh, definitely make a name for myself, but I have done... Um, a lot of, uh, you know, different fun things, whether it's writing for TV or, or acting in, in movies and television shows and doing stand up and um, all of these things. But the one thing I haven't done is actually ever perform back here in Springfield. And yeah. so that's always been like a dream of mine for as long as I could remember. Um, and so this so is an opportunity one, to do this. So is this one of those situations where you have to prove to everybody around here that you are, in fact, performing? Yes, it is more so. My it was always to prove to my dad yeah. that I could. Yes, it's always that, the dad. It's always the dad. Yeah. You have to come back and prove to your dad because, like, no matter what, you're like, oh, I'm like writing on this TV show. He has no concept of what that means, right? Or it's just like, oh, I'm, I I acted in this like obscure movie, and he has no concept of what that means. But if it's like, hey, here's a show that your friends could come to <laughs> yeah. that's in a place that you know, then it's valuable uh, to then, him. Then, okay, then it oh, works. For a, him. So it's like, oh, Bill, you're becoming a success. Apparently, uh, apparently, yes, because yeah. my dad he never thought I was funny. He still didn't think I was funny, and so. Because of that, I always wanted to come back and be like, see, other people will pay to come see me do comedy, Dad. So, but you've written for shows like Cobra Kai. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your dad doesn't see any value in that? Or does he just think, ah, it's that dumb karate kid movie that they that they redid? Well, the irony, here's here's the irony. So, uh, unfortunately, my dad has since passed away. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you very much. But it was like the perfect 
he like he still nailed it to make me want to get his approval. My dad like passed away, and then I got the job for Cobra Kai. So he oh, never wow. even got. And Karate Kid was his favorite movie. Oh, well, uh, and it would have been the thing. It would have been the thing that I got the recognition. But he never. I, it, what What would old man Posley think if yeah. he knew you were writing for Ralph Macchio? Think about that. Yeah, yeah. He wow. Would, oh God, you've been the happiest what, person what in the world. What father wouldn't be happy I, I about know. that? I know, but he got the last. He got the last laugh. I was like, I knew it. I you knew, knew it. it. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> I knew it as soon as you were gone. I get something like that. But 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 tell us about this project that you're doing. You're making you're making a documentary, and tell us the reason why you're making this documentary and what it's about. All right. So the documentary is called Bill Does a Talent Show. So when I was growing up here, I was I, you know I was uh, uh, raised in Springfield, I went to St. Matthews, and then uh, I ended up going to Minichog after that, and. Um, I was always, always terrified to do my um, talent shows in middle school or in high school. Now, the first stand-up comedian I'd ever seen live was Cedric the Entertainer, right? So okay. he came to the Paramount Theater back in the day. My grandmother was on on one of the committees to like help revive the Paramount. And so she would bring us when we were younger. And she was cool with us like watching Jesus Christ Superstar. And then here was this like comedian who came in and he was just cursing filthy and like we, i couldn't get enough of it so yeah. we were like me and my little brother were running around the top of the paramount trying to like see my grandma's like get over here he's cursing and i was like oh my god how do i do this and um so i was like <laughs> i would write all these jokes but i would never do them or write all these bits and i would never do them and then finally i i i uh you know got the courage to do it when i moved to los angeles and so i always regretted the fact that i never took that opportunity so this is a chance for me to do that and um, put together a, a talent show. So I'm inviting people I went to high school with, people I, my family, like cousins and things like that, who never knew that side of me. Teachers who who I, I went to school with, and I'm getting a chance to do that again. What What were you so afraid of that you didn't want to do any of this stuff? Was it just like normal? Like I'm a kid and I'm not really sure about stuff, or was it people? Was it outside? forces like saying yeah you'd never be good at doing something like that well I, again like i said it was my dad always being like you're not funny stop trying to be funny but also i think that you know stand-up is like i think on a list of like the scariest things to do for most people and i think um i was already so i i was like 250 pounds i wasn't really from wilbraham at the time and i you know i was like from spring so I, I was kind of like an outsider coming in so i i never really felt comfortable and it was already high school's already like a really tough place to fit in yeah and so like i just was like oh god could i be any more socially ostracized if i bombed on stage well you know, i don't know bill i mean you know high school has never really been known for a place where <laughs> judgment is ever cast on other students usually it's the kind of place it's just so embracing and warm <laughs> and uh, there's never any issues at all a hundred percent. And like, I always saw people who like, like when you played with a band, you had like other people with you and you're behind the instruments or something like that. Or like, mm -hmm. you know, um, if you, if you were a magician, the, there was success in the trick doing well or whatever. <laughs> right, but right. like when you're just the stand, it's just you and then a whole bunch of people who can see through your BS and like, yeah. know yeah. that like, you're not the, you know, you right. can't put on this persona. So I was really nervous, but, uh, in doing the show and coming back this time, yes, it's giving me a second chance, but in doing that, I had to build a talent show again. And so what I decided to do was reach out to 
other people in Western Massachusetts who never had their chance, mm-hmm. and um, I've invited them to come perform with me. So it's it's people who are um, like. Uh, uh, a person who is in a band, but they only sing on the weekends at a brewery, right? And they never got their chance to actually uh, do a show this big. Or like, I, there's a, a a woman who um, wound up not ever getting it. She never had the courage to go on and pursue her dream as an actress anywhere. So she's doing a sketch uh, before it, uh, you know, uh, before the show. And so then, this is like a showcase of broken dreams. This is a showcase yeah. of broken yeah. dreams. And like, what a better opportunity to give people a shot than to come back and do it at MGM where like, and, and, and do this documentary with it because I want to make sure that they get a chance to be showcased and, and get the shot that, that I felt like I never got, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, I think it's a great concept. I think it's a, I, I think it's going to be pretty cool to see the final product of this whole thing. Me too, and yeah. and I love I love Western Mass so much, and and I, and I love this area so much, and it's made me who I am, and and the the type of comedy that I, I I do all stems from the fact that like being from here, you have to be like you have to be quick, you have to be tough, you have to be funny because people are always going to break your balls if you're not, and right. so like I think a lot of uh, who I am is wrapped up in this, and I'm so proud of being from the four one three. So has the show happened yet? The no the talent, it, the talent show. No, no, it has talent show has not happened yet. No, it has. So there's still plenty of time for people to fail. Yes, there there's plenty of time for people to fail. I mean, I'm not saying you're gonna fail because you're a professional comedian, and no professional comedian ever has a bad night. But <laughs> uh, but but if but this is really so it so this is this is gonna happen. You're you're gonna you're gonna get your chance. I'm gonna get my chance. And uh, doing comedy, I know both of you guys have are familiar with it. I would much rather do comedy in front of a whole bunch of people I don't know mm-hmm. because then I can be whoever I want to be and it's easy to buy like I'll never see them again this is the, the by far these are the biggest stakes I've ever had my entire life doing it in front of people like there are people there are, are people in that audience <laughs> I had crushes on I asked out and they rejected me there are people who used to pick on me and bully me they're gonna be there do you like, have any other names and addresses yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah no 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 I'm not gonna bring it yeah, up I'm yeah. not gonna say who they are you know are what you, I mean but some of you, them don't even know but are, uh, but are you gonna point that out at least I might point it yeah. out when we get yeah. on stage okay. and just yeah yeah do that kind of thing and for then, sure uh, cause I would be like hey listen ladies you missed your chance back in the day yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm a successful Hollywood writer and comedian that <laughs> yeah yeah i don't well th- we'll, we'll see because <laughs> you're th- doing nothing but eating muffin tops at rice's farm <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a great by the way yeah uh, absolutely i'm actually well, jealous of that yeah the, no kidding they're they're amazing but um i'm surprised you didn't bring us any this morning to tell you the truth that, i wish that, I, that, that actually is the biggest disappointment of this yeah. entire thing yeah i'm an apple cider donuts guy oh, oh yeah. come on what are you doing? Can you argue with that? talking about yeah. so good uh tell us a little more about the the hollywood scene though that must be uh pretty awesome to be working do you meet the actors that you write the stuff for so have you been on the sets of of all these things yes i've been on uh i get to be on set with uh, a ton of different people who i've gotten a chance to work with one of the the, i mean my coolest uh moment uh so far is i work on a show called shrinking for apple Mm -hmm. and um I said to to be on set Harrison Ford's on that show and yeah. I had no idea that I was going to ever get a chance to meet this man and like he is by he is the coolest most down to earth amazing guy That's and, actually a really good show. 
It's it, thank you. Yeah, no, it's a very good show. Thank you. It's it, we worked so hard to make sure that it was that it was like had heart and it was funny and and he's great and he's just a big like goofball prankster like he just you just wouldn't want to take an airline ride with him no 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 uh no 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 uh for those of you who don't know crashed the plane twice yeah right yeah but but he landed on a golf course and he landed on the 405 freeway so he's a good crash so he's a great if you had to crash with anyone somebody who's crashed twice and lived is is success (laughs) and by the way it's so funny he um Still fly, eighty years old. Still wants to. Still has his pilot's license. Still flies, and no, the producer. Every no one could be more terrified. I remember they were like uh, Jason Siegel was meeting him. Was supposed to meet him for the um, uh, to do the show, and in and he goes. Uh, he was in like Ojai, which is maybe a few hours uh, north of uh, Los Angeles. And Harrison was like, uh, "Yeah, I'll fly up to meet you." And he's like, "No." <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> I'll drive down. You yeah. don't you get in a plane? Uh, we can do this by Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No, no, no. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting on that plane unless I'm encased in carbon from Jabba the Hutt. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The only way I'm going to make through. I'm going to make it through this flight. So uh, this is Bill does the talent show. It's going to be held on Friday, December first, and Saturday, December second, eight p.m. at the Armory at MGM Springfield. That's the Roar Comedy Club. That's uh, within the casino. How does one get to be part of this? If you want it, if you want it. More information. Yes. Uh, so you can either go to my Instagram. It, it, there's a link in my in my bio. It's at Bill Posley. You can look. It's on Roar's uh, website. Uh, uh, it's December 1st and 2nd. So you can get tickets that way. Um, but yeah, please, if if you have an opportunity to come out and, and see not just me, but like legitimately see people from this community get a chance to like do something uh, on a stage that they wouldn't get a chance to do it on any other way. And I mean, come support these people, come support this show. Um, it is a real opportunity to showcase Western Mass and the talent that is out here because this place is amazing. And I think that it's it's just an untapped market of uh, amazing people. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Bill Palsley, it's great to, great to meet you. Best of luck for the, uh, the show. I want to hear all about it. Thank if, you. If, if we don't, I'll, if we don't bust through I it, I want to go see it. I'm yeah. gonna go see it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Well, yeah. Will there be uh, judges judging? There will be. Uh, there's a. I don't want to give it away. What the like kind of like end? The, the, it legitimately like will be like an actual talent show. So you'll you'll see some of the fun gimmicks and tricks that we have. So uh, somebody's gonna walk away crying. Is that what that, you're indicating? <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's me. I'm gonna say somebody will then. All awesome, right. Bill Posley. It's good to talk to you. Thank Bax you, guys. And, Bax Thank and you. Nagel on Rock 102. 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You're Cru- welcome. Cruz and Chickabee responded to a car f- car on fire. Wait a minute. A car fire on Tuesday night. Not a car on fire Tuesday night. That Which way would you have worded that? It's responded to a car fire on Tuesday night. I would say responded to a car on fire Tuesday night. What I would have done was say, on Tuesday, police responded to a car fire. Well, on Tuesday night, police responded to a car fire. You obviously had a different journalism uh, professor in college. I actually didn't. Uh, I didn't take journalism. You didn't? No. God, no. I had I'd... no interest in being a journalist. Really? I could barely fill out a Weight Watchers journal. Or a, or a, or any kind of journal. For yeah, I, I, I couldn't do any of that. Uh, according to the Chicopee Fire Department, firefighters were on scene for reports of a motor vehicle fire because we have to rewrite what we just said the first time. 
When emergency crews arrived, they were able to extinguish the fire. Officials said no injuries were reported. It amazes me how much information you can get from just one story. Are you telling me that firefighters had the ability and wherewithal to put out a fire? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Huh. A car that they found on fire. When was that? Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening. Yeah. And all it took was just a fire department to put it out. Yes. Now, say it back to yourself again, because that's how you lengthen a story. There was a car fire yesterday, and Chickabee firefighters put it out. We just reworded it and added more words. Of course. And it was a PT cruiser. Did the owner a favor. Come on. (laughs) People love their PT cruisers. PT cruiser. Uh, former Chicopee Police Chief William Jeb was arrested last week in Ludlow. The incident occurred Friday night when Jeb was charged with an OUI. His uh, case was continued until uh, was continued until December in accordance with the Valor Act. The act allows veterans with otherwise clean records to enter a pretrial diversion program rather than the criminal justice system. Jeb retired as the uh, chief of the Chicopee Police back in 2021 after more than three decades with the uh, with the department. A lot of stuff coming out of uh, yeah, Chicopee. It's always uh, it's always something going on over there. Oh, I know. It's um, you know, between superintendents and the police department, it's like a it's like Sin City over there. Uh, you think so? But it turns out the best thing to come out of Chicopee is that chicken salad. Ve- <clears throat> Chicopee is the Vegas of Western Massachusetts. I wouldn't say that. Well, the police department. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not even sure I'd say that. As the state's migrant uh, crisis continues, a growing number of local communities have uh, designated uh, have been designated as supplemental shelters. Several migrant families are now staying at a Hadley hotel turned into an emergency shelter. More than 30 people are now staying at the Knights Inn in Hadley. Ooh, beautiful nice accommodation. Beautiful this time of year, isn't it? Uh, yeah, is there concierge service? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's leaf peeping season. Mm, so, in Hadley, yeah, yeah I mean, it's well, breathtaking. I, I, well, it's beautiful up there. Of course it is. Uh, yeah, more than 30 people are now staying there with the state designated as a shelter just a couple of weeks ago. Their arrival came about a week before the governor's November 1st deadline to stop adding emergency shelters unit. Ooh, where can we put these people? Ooh, the night's in. That's a good one. It's rates of only $35 a night. Is there a complimentary continental breakfast served? I don't think there's any continental anything being served at the night's in. Would there be an incontinental yes, uh, more, breakfast, sir? Yes, the incontinence breakfast. You really want to loosen them up for the day. Yeah, incontinence, it's not just a bunch of countries, okay? Uh, Hadley joined the list of more than 90 uh, Massachusetts communities providing emergency shelters to thousands of families with only two weeks' notice. Uh, town officials had to kick uh, preparations into high gear. The timing and the lack of preparation, said Carolyn Brennan, the Hadley Town Administrator. We really had no warning at all. Two weeks ago, the state designated the Hadley Hotel as a supplemental shelter for homeless families. By the end of last week, town officials were notified that four families had moved into the Knights Inn Hotel. Oh, four families? Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. There's probably still plenty of occupancy uh, and, and vacancies in that hotel. You know, like, say, for example, you are going to vacation there. I don't think there's a lot of vacationing going on at the Knights Inn in Hadley. You don't think so? No. A lot of people want to go to the Walmart up there or uh, hey, Whole Foods. Speaking of which, remember I was always uh, pointing out the Toll House in West Springfield? Yeah. It has been renovated. Shut up. And it actually looks like a decent apartment building. 
See, I used to think that uh, that someone over there was serving Toll House cookies. Yeah, like the it turns elf. out that is absolutely not what you would find there. Well, well, there was cooking going on in there. Yeah, but right. It wasn't cookies. So what have they? Uh, what have they done to this uh, the, the Toll House? They revamp. It's uh, they put a new facade on the outside of it. To, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, I mean, it could be lipstick on a pig. You don't know what it looks like inside. But, True. Uh, but it, but but it looks uh, like a decent building now. I'm so Does proud. it? Um, does it look? I mean, are they still calling it the Toll House? They changed the signage. Yeah, I don't even see the sign Toll House on it anymore. Wow! So I don't know what's going on there. That is uh, that is a kick right in the face. But I was always uh, amused by the Toll House, and then the uh, the other apartment complex across the street called Bob's Court. Some- <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a nice place yeah. when you're willing to stick your name on it. Where are you staying, Bob's? Bob's Court. Near, not, near the pit? Yeah, but like, like they, all these other ones are like, uh, you know, uh, highfalutin manor or, yeah. you know, some the kind Black of like Stallion. bougie name to it. Yeah, but right. It doesn't really have it. But uh, they, so anyway, they're dealing with that up in Hadley uh, today. Uh, let's see. I got this one about the Archdiocese in Boston. Amid criticism of its new gender identification policy, Archdiocese of Boston Schools. A priest during a homily on Sunday falsely claimed children identify as cats and use litter boxes. Are we really doing this at church now? Uh, I, I'm I'm not paying for that. We uh, we don't make judgment calls on people in transition. We treat people with dignity and respect, whatever their preference, uh, whatever the agenda, or whatever their gender identity. The Reverend Kevin Seep of St. Francis Assisi and Drake had said, "We always treat people with love and respect." However. The priest then went on to question who is allowed in locker rooms and the number of gender identities. I, number of gender identifies. I don't know what that means. If you, uh, it'll make your head spin, he said, later claiming it's boarding on some mental health issues. Another example he talks about in the homily is claiming children are identifying as cats and requiring schools to put in litter boxes. The claim has been disputed for years and again resurfacing in May of 2022. Brian Friedberg, a Harvard uh, research researcher who tracks information on misinformation on social media, said that the spread of furry panic comes from uh, social media figures with large followings picking up misinformation from niche sections of the internet, such as 4chan. It started as rumors back in the 2010s. You know, I've heard people say this before, and people will tell me, "No, no, no, I, I've." S- I've heard somebody who works in this school, and they do, in fact, have litter boxes there. Yeah. They, they don't. They, they don't. I, I, I uh, Any of the high schools that I'm aware of, there, there's no cat box. Stay out of the cat box. Stay out of it. On the other hand, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if really uh, your Sunday morning homily is the best place to have that conversation. Uh, you know, I just think that... Uh, yeah, maybe identity politics is probably left in other best left in other places. I wouldn't mind a litter box. I told you yesterday I would I would love to use that commode. But yeah, if that wasn't uh, available, I don't. What's wrong with a good litter box right next to the bed? Based on uh, on my uh, my lack of flexibility and uh, some arthritic joints, I'm not sure that hovering over a cat box is best for me. Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it is either. I don't think that's probably you got to worry about your joints. I mean, I could probably squat down, but I probably could have a hard that's, time getting back up. That's what I'm getting and at. my age, you, ha- I mean, you, ha- you, haven't, you really feel that one. You really haven't been doing the squat stuff that you should be doing. No, I, I haven't. 
I haven't. Disinformation and misperceptions about what furries are can sort of spark things up and turn it into something that is actionable for the, for these people taking into their school taking it to their school boards. John Pittman, who attended uh, Seep's homily, said he was shocked when the packed crowd of hundreds started clapping at the end. He said he was disgusted and walked out. Disgusted, floored, befuddled. I just couldn't believe it was coming out of the mouth of the man who was supposed to embrace love and teach love. He's suddenly Jackie Childs. All of a sudden, he's Jackie Childs. And teach all the good things in the world and with everything going on in the world. I, these are the things that, that, like, get me. You know, you get a bunch of people who go out and spread this crap and then they believe it. And then it's like this boogeyman that you got to worry about. Like all of a sudden your kid's going to have to watch some kid take a dump in a litter box in the bathroom at school. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. But you know what? uh, You know what? You you know what? Nobody's really talking about. And I'll bring this up again. Eggs are still seven dollars a dozen. Can we do something about that before we worry about the fake stories of the kid know, crapping Steve. in the litter box in the G- bathroom at the school? Please. Given, given a choice of stories I want to talk about, yeah. I'd much rather talk about the cat box near the uh, near the school no, cafeteria. No, I'd rather talk about how you know we can all start saving money again, hopefully someday, which is probably never going to happen. Listen, I know that if it were me, I'd probably want like a scratching post during study hall. What? I probably want a scratching a, post. A scratching, yeah, yeah, you yeah want, for my claws. You want one of those little, uh, those little treehouse things? Yeah, where you can go in and out of the little columns. I want to play it with a ball and a stick. What would your name? What would your cat? What would your furry name be? Please, you even have to ask. It's Mister McStuffins. <clears throat> like Doc McStuffins? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. I would. Uh, I don't know what I would be. I would be. Uh, I would be probably uh, Mister McOckener. Really? Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a cute, adorable name. Kids, Barry, would, kids would love that. Barry McOkiner. Mm. That's what I would be. Yeah, the good choice. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. It's Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's uh, 47 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Mayflower Marathon, believe it or not, is only 26 days away from today. That is three weeks and five days away from right now. That's like that's, that's like crazy short time. That, that gives us hardly any time at all. Uh, Rock 102's 30th annual, annual Mayflower Marathon returns three days prior to Thanksgiving. You and I are going to be broadcasting at the uh, at MGM Springfield for 52 hours, starting at 6 a.m. Monday the 20th until 10 a.m. the 22nd from outside the South End Market in front of the uh, the parking garage at MGM Springfield. Uh, the goal is to fill four trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantries we've said before one out of every five families in the springfield area has suffered from some level of food insecurity so the problem is actually more than it has ever been and that's why we're adding the fourth truck start your collection up at work or at school around the neighborhood or at home and donate online at rock102.com if you can't be down there physically Thanks to all of our sponsors that include Capital Moving and Storage, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, Affordable Waste Solutions, MGM Springfield, many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the 30th annual Mayflower Marathon on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. By the way, a listener suggested my cat name should be Murder Mittens. 
kind of like that one. That's a good one. Murder mittens. That's a yeah. That's adorable. Uh, Mr. Whiskers. To be honest, Mr. Whiskers murder mittens. I like yeah, that. One. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cute. It's cute. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, what? To be honest, I, I'd almost rather have a kid uh, soil a box full of tidy cat than you know some of the things that the Catholic Church has done over the last couple of years. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just pointing that out. You know that that actually is a good point to bring up. Yeah, <laughs> listen, why don't you clean up yeah. your own cat box? Hey, I can't believe these kids are pooping in boxes. In the bathrooms at school. I can't believe half of your friends aren't in jail for the things they've done to children inside of your church. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I see. That's kind of kind of just the thing. Uh, I was talking. Uh, I, I went over to uh, uh, our credit union yesterday. You know, Mike Ostrowski comes sure. in here all the time. And yeah. I was uh, I was talking to, to some of the folks that work over there, and they were uh, they were talking about how they hadn't listened to the show in a while. And I said, well, you should really give us a chance. You know, uh, yeah. this, this show is pretty good by standards of things that aren't that great. Right? Yes. For example, uh, hitting your your finger with a hammer yeah. is less enjoyable than, say, the Bax and Nagel show. Right, right. So then uh, one, of, one of the folks there, she said, uh, you know, what, what about uh, how do you put on your socks in the morning? And I'm like, you know what? I'll use this tomorrow. Do you do sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or do you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Well, Steve, you know, I mean, really. Uh, because I got a buddy who's really interested in this. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, I I, uh, I don't necessarily have a definitive pattern. Sometimes I go sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Sometimes at the other side uh, first, and the other the the other side second. Uh, I mix it mix it up a little bit. So I like to do uh, shoe su- shoe shoe sock sock, so then I can feel like I'm ice skating around all the time. It's like shuffling. You can slide feet. around the hardwood uh, the hardwood floors and yeah, in, the, in my house. Yeah. I totally see yeah. why you would yeah. do that. You know, it's not a bad idea. Stretch out your socks though. But then I I thought of those. Uh, you should get those sock holders. You see those things they have for older people? They sell them at like Walgreens and stuff like that. I kind of like the idea. Yeah. You know, for a while when my knees are really hurting me, uh, it was a struggle to put on socks. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because you, you had to, you know, had to bend the knee and, and you know lean over and you, know, you try to you know hook the sock around my around my toes, and then you pull it up. And then I saw one of these uh, these sock grabbers. I'm thinking, man. I'm I'm probably a good you know four or five years away from needing that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, you got to start practicing. You get one of those things, and it's it's like you wrap the sock around the outside of the tube, and then yeah. you stick your foot in there, and it's like voila! I want to get your sock on. I want to get one of them uh, them claw grabbers. Yeah. Just like so, so I can grab my metamucil from the floor. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to make sure you grab that. You, you be able to reach things. Yeah. Right. Right. Put any effort into it. <laughs> You're in for a whole new lifestyle oh, coming I, up in the next fifteen to twenty years of your life. Oh, you know b- believe you me, I'm yeah. already starting to see the uh, the the the, uh, the the I'm starting to see through the woods on yeah. that one. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start buying you things like you know for your birthdays and Christmas, like mm-hmm. things you're gonna need, like one of those pill boxes that says morning, noon, and eve on it, and has yep. all seven yep. days, and yep. then and then you'll forget 
did I fill these or did I take these? You know what? Uh, I might as well stock up on this now because I'm not that far away from uh, needing it. Yeah. Piddle pads. Piddle pads. That's you know right. What? You're going to need, need that. Yeah. going to need them. Those, uh, well, they got the ones for guys that are smaller. I've seen the ones for the old guys. Well, I, I plan on making less of a mess. You but, know, you, know, you can't judge uh, ahead of time. You're not ready for that baby Huey diaper yet. <laughs> no, not not yet. I haven't even uh, I haven't even test drove them yet to see what size I need. Man, that younger wife of yours is really going to be turned on when, when I she t- sees you wearing that thing around the house. Huh? I'm sure every day she wakes up with me next to her and she says, "Oh, jackpot!" Every day is a gift. Every day. But I'm keeping the receipts. Yeah, just in case. Are you doing the O nap or the Q nap? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's seven fifty six on Rock One Hundred. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marquardt Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks in life, there are certain truthhoods that nearly everybody can agree on. Everything is connected to everything. Everything has to be somewhere. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And of course, never trust a three-year contract extension from your employer. As some of you know, the New England Patriots have had a little bit of trouble committing themselves to a backup quarterback. Shouldn't the unfortunate event that Mac Jones were to become ineffective or, God forbid, injured while being ineffective? Because that's the worst. Well, now I'm happy to inform you that the Patriots still aren't done dinking around with things. Yesterday, just 10 days after signing him to a three-year contract extension, the Patriots have waived backup quarterback Malik Cunningham. Now, you might recall that it was just a few short days ago when people were wondering if Malik Cunningham would be ready to start in place of Mac Jones. That was until Mac Jones appeared to be playing professional football on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, at which point everybody stopped talking about Malik Cunningham. Everybody, including the New England Patriots, who have now decided to release him. That is now the second time that he's been released by the Patriots this season before being re-signed to the practice squad, then added to the full-time roster, and then given a contract extension for the next three years. Ten days later, he's out. Now, here's the ironic part. In theory, Malik Cunningham could be picked up by any other team in the NFL who might be looking for a quarterback. But if he clears waivers and nobody picks him up, then there's a very strong possibility that he could be re-signed by the Patriots where he would be placed immediately on the practice squad for the third time this season. In other words, thereby obliterating the terms of that three-year deal. My question is this, at what point does Malik Cunningham tell the Patriots to go screw themselves? Because if I were placed in that position, I would find it difficult to work for an employer that finds me to be intermittently disposable. In fact, I would find that lack of commitment to be completely intolerable. And even though, that's probably what they're gonna do. Because even when they're done with you, they're never really done with you until they're actually done with you. But 
Friday, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. When does grilling season ever end? I'll tell you when. Never. Get a grill that you love at Rocky's and grill year-round, like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger wood pellet grill, the Big Green Egg, or the Uni, Uni Pizza Oven. All the grills, all the gear, all year long at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 in the cars with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, pretty sunny today with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You have the uh, the Halloween celebration coming up, what, wait, Saturday? Wait, but you have uh, a keyword oh, yeah. that you got to oh, read yeah. first before we do any of that. You're absolutely right. Hey, it's time for the keyword to cash. The $1,000 keyword today is the word check. That's check, as in... C-H-E-C-K. For those of you who have never seen a check or have written a check, go to the Keyword to Cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word check for a chance to win 1000 bucks. You'll got, you'll got until midnight tonight to enter the word for your chance of winning $1,000 on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You never, uh, you've never seen a Chechen person before? Uh, that would be spelled differently. That would be with a C-Z. C-Z-E-C-H. Yeah, that's not, not the, the way, one. Not the way you just spelled that. No. You're, yeah. you're talking about a physical piece of paper that... Uh, that you write like a dollar write, amount on and, and you by, sign. And is hopefully backed by the funds that are written on it. Yes, because you don't want to overdraft. Anyway, Saturday you're doing the uh, the uh, the Halloween... Hellebration, right? Hellebration, yes. Uh, I, I was just thinking about how I used to do them, and then you came along and stole it away from me, and then I stole it back from you. So here we go. I didn't I didn't steal it yeah. from you. It was offered to me, and I didn't realize that you were so, I don't know, uh, protective of it. And so I you know I accepted without realizing that was going to cause such a stir. Listen, and I, I, was, I found out a few months ago that uh, they wanted you back rather than me. Yeah. So you could be the DJ and the host. Well, for years, I was just trying to make my a name for myself around here and figured if I had one event that I could have every year, but mm-hmm. uh, you took Festa and then uh, you took the Hellebration and then uh, and I'm, st- I'm taking them back. But I've left you with everything else, Steve. Everything else that I have taken, I have now shared with you. Oh, right. Like the meat trucks and mall parking lots. Well, you know, I could have very easily have said yes to those, I want to but s- I chose not to be associated I want to with stake that. my claim on the <laughs> meat see truck. Yeah. Did you see? There yeah. you go. But yes, we're doing the uh, the celebration at the uh, the Rumble seat this Saturday night. Uh, Going to get uh, prizes for the best costume uh, scariest costume, mm-hmm. sluttiest costume. Nah, I don't even know that's a real category. You know what I'm doing? I guess it's sexiest now. Yeah, right. You know what I'm doing I haven't done in years? What? I'm going to a private party at a friend's house. Really? Yeah. I haven't done that in years. I haven't done that in years either. I yeah. think the last time I did that was probably like 15 years ago. Probably when we grabbed that, uh, that limo and started going from party to party. Actually, it was the year before that. Yeah, and that I went to like a like a friend's Halloween party. But like now at this age, a lot of my friends don't have Halloween parties anymore. Well, because most of them have been in twelve step programs. Well, that's usually how it ends. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I yeah I dressed up as uh, as Todd B from from one of the AA meeting. <laughs> Bill W. Yeah, yeah I'm I, Bill I, W. That's my name's Bill, and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Bill. Yeah, hi, Bill. How are you? Yeah. I mean, Halloween's a big deal for some people. Um, unless you live in New Jersey, 
a uh, New Jersey school district canceled official school-wide Halloween celebration, citing its diversity, equity, and inclusion values and purported potential for the festival to be offensive to people from various cultures and religious backgrounds. Okay. So there's no Halloween celebration at school. It has to now happen after school and away from school grounds. I think, though, uh, I believe at my kid's school, they're not allowed to wear costumes to school. But they have, like, it's instead of Halloween, it's like crazy hat day or something. Oh, like or a crazy p- pajama hair day. day or you something. can wear yeah. a wig or something like that. But uh, the whole, I think, the, the Halloween thing is kind of... Uh, gone that's a to me that's like a flimsy reason to cancel halloween in a a school to me the the proper reason Mm -hmm. to cancel halloween in a school is because uh of the preference to have education going on instead to me that would be that that would that would be an excuse that i would be willing to uh to accept as opposed to you saying it might be offensive to certain cultures and religious backgrounds what are they what are they getting at here? I mean, obviously, if your kid is walking out of the house dressed like Jeffrey Dahmer, you probably shouldn't be letting the kid walk out of the house dressed like Jeffrey Dahmer going to school. Well, pre pre arrest uh, or like uh, you know, bludgeoned in the head with a broomstick, Jeffrey Dahmer. Br- bludgeoned in the head with a broomstick, Jeffrey Dahmer, okay. with the prison outfit and everything. That's my favorite Jeffrey Dahmer. I think that's most people's favorite Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Yeah, I mean, not, not the, the Jeffrey Dahmer or the lobster yeah. bib. That's different. Yeah, not the Ansel Adams Jeffrey Dahmer where he just wanted to take a few pictures. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, not exactly the yeah. Olin, the Olin Mills. Uh, right, you know, right. you know, you're but, posing. Uh, come on. Uh, little fairies uh, or Batman or princesses or whatever you want to dress up as, yeah. uh, what's the big deal? Okay, tell me you'd rather teach my kids some stuff. No, don't, 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 but, don't give me this foolish excuse about cultures and religious backgrounds. Yeah, but think about that. Those were days in school where you didn't really do much anyway. When You remember, did you dress up for Halloween going to school when you were a kid, like a little kid? Uh, sure. I'm, I'm sure I, I'm sure I did. Right. And you really didn't do much the whole day. No. Because the teachers knew, like, look, these kids just really want to get out there and go knock on people's doors and get free candy tonight. What we, what we really want to do is pack these kids up with as much sugar as we can possibly squeeze into their little, their little bodies and see what happens by three o'clock when they hit the bus. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but, uh, it, it, the whole idea of it being offensive to who? I mean, unless, like I said, unless you're wearing something that a kid shouldn't be wearing anyway. Yeah. I mean, if your if your kid, let's say your daughter wanted to go uh, dress as the sexy nurse, you know, that yeah, would be no. that yeah, would not be right. No, that, that would be wrong. Be happening, and, yeah, wrong at so many levels. That wouldn't even be an idea where somebody would attempt to go get a costume. Like I would put a stop to that before the words even came out yeah. of somebody's mouth like that. I wouldn't let the kid go to school, and I would wrap them up in a blanket. Right. So, I saw you know, to me like yeah, Halloween is like yeah. I mean, some people are really into it, and I'm kind of moderately into it. Like yeah, if I don't have to dress up, I'm okay by that. But if I am required to dress up, I will rock it. That's what like the Pope costume I wore for many years in a row. I rocked that uh, that business. I told you I'm doing Walter White. Perfect. You got yeah. the hat. You know what? Uh, let me see. I gotta check my little Amazon order. 
to see if uh, that came in here. There might be. Is was there a package upstairs for me? Did you see? It? Uh, yeah, you? there is a box. Oh, up there, there is a box up yeah. there. So that means my stuff. You know what it is? I order the stuff here because if I order it at my house, it takes like five extra days to get there. I know it, it, it's crazy. It's it's the way they have the Amazon routes figured out. And even if I want something at my house, it goes to the post office, and I have to go get it down there anyway. Yeah. It's it's hard living in Mayberry sometimes. Oh, I I can only imagine. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, the the uh, the ooh, the the Arm and Hammer washing soda hasn't showed up yet. That, that that'll be tomorrow. Oh yeah, my uh, I got I got that. I got a little bit. I got an apron. Okay. With the Breaking Bad thing on it. Yep. And then I have the uh, the fedora. I have the, perfect. I, I, that was just delivered. Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually think that's a good costume for you. I I didn't want to wear something that was. Too hard to manage mm-hmm. in a crowd full of people, and I also and and with that many people in one place, it tends to get a little toasty in there towards the end of the evening. So I didn't want to be in something that I that I was going to be sweating profusely in. Right. Uh, so I got something. Yeah, bald guy can go like that, uh, like like Walter White. Yeah, my, our costume. And I don't want to say what it is yet. Uh, very light, very yeah. light and breezy. Light and breezy. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not stuck with, you know, like sweating your ass off. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing about, like, those costume contests. Like, yeah. you know, on Saturday, you'll see this for sure. There are some people that will go and dress uh, in a very simple costume, but then there are some people that really do this really elaborate stuff. Yeah. And you think it's got to be 900 degrees in that in that costume. Like, uh, one year, there was a guy that showed up as, like, a Pac-Man game. Yeah. But, like, like the full-size arcade pac-man oh that's cool and you can actually play the game on the guy's chest it was freaking phenomenal how this guy that, did it that is pretty neat yeah I, I like people who can come up with the uh, you know uh, creative ideas the one i did we used to do it at the silk city tap room the uh the celebration yeah up in uh florence and there was a there was a guy he did a lego costume and it was like this he looked like an actual lego like like the with the plastic piece and everything it was really cool then there was another guy there who had a homemade predator costume. Yeah. That was awesome. People come up with some really good ideas. Then there were some really disgusting ones that I can't even mention on the radio. There was uh, one a few years ago. Uh, this woman uh, showed up as like uh, kind of like a like a little Bo Peep type of yeah. type of costume. Older woman with a basket, and in the basket was a sheep's head. Oh God. A real one. What? Really? A real one. And it was disgusting. Was it like rotting? And It was like, like a skull. It was like a sheep's skull. Ugh. And I just thought, that is the grossest thing I've ever seen. So it didn't have meat on it. It was just bones. Just just bones. But, but it, was a, it was a sheep's head. And I thought, well, she's not going to win any costume contest because everyone wants to, you know, everyone's tasting vomit in the back of their mouth. I guess if you can repurpose something. Dude, I mean, the purpose the dead sheep. Yeah, she could have she could have done just fine with just like you know, yeah. like sandwiches in the basket. There was a there was one guy dressed. Uh, I I don't even want to talk about it because it was so gross. <laughs> it was it was disgusting. And um, think Tampax, think that. Yes. Okay. Think yes. That you can just imagine it from there. But there was one lady. She was a one night stand. That was actually very clever. She had she was like dressed like a table. Yeah. And then she had like a frame. And, uh, you know, it was, it was like, all, I, I'll have to go back and look at the picture because I still have the picture of it. It was actually <laughs> very clever. But I saw one on TikTok yesterday 
about it was a it was a construction worker. But he was he was in a bar, he was in a party. Yeah. And he had that sign that says slow and stop. And as people were coming up, he'd turn the sign to tell them to wait, and then he'd pretend like he's waving on traffic. I thought that was pretty clever. That's clever. That's good. Yeah, but uh, I I think the Walter White thing is going to be a a pretty easy going thing. That's simple. It's it's just as much as you're wearing a hat and an apron. I was was Billy Mays the one year, the year that he died. Oh, yeah, good timing. So I had the fake beard. You know, I put, like, fake beard on me, and then Mm -hmm. I put a lot of bacon soda underneath (laughs) the mustache. So it looked like I was snorting, doing rails of OxyClean. Right. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. I believe that's what killed him. I think it did, yeah. <laughs> he was snorting OxyClean. Why is he, why was he, he was so ramped up all the time. Anyway, the Halloween celebration at the Rumble Seat is uh, Saturday night at uh, 9, 9 to 11. Yeah, be there or be square. That'll be fun. It's 821 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the uh, the forecast here. I just stumbled across this thing on uh, on Reddit. Songs you don't play at a funeral, <laughs> and they're like asking people uh, what what they would what they would do. You know, pop goes the weasel. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, j- like the Jack in the Box song is that that's the pop that goes the weasel thing, isn't uh, it? Pretty much. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I was asked to uh, to to see if I could borrow station CDs. For someone's funeral, yeah, uh, you know the family wanted a bunch of uh, you know a bunch of music to play at the funeral, and uh, I had given them uh, a copy of Queen's Greatest Hits. Uh-huh. And as I was uh, you know at the funeral, you know standing in the receiving line, the song "Another One Bites the Dust" hits the uh, yeah. hits the uh, speakers, and I thought maybe I should not have given them that CD. Maybe I should have picked something else. You know what, though, it's all like. Y- all of a sudden, we've accepted these things our entire lives while we're alive, uh-huh. but somehow it's inappropriate now because we're dead and we're, we can't even do anything about it anyway. Yeah, that's right. So what's the why? It just seemed inappropriate. Oh, I'm sure I it felt very uncomfortable. But is it really inappropriate? It's kind I of inappropriate. I, but then I was reading some of the comments here, and they, they I remember reading about this probably about five or six years ago. It's a YouTube video of a guy in Scotland who uh, unfortunately passed away from cancer, but obviously knew he was going to die soon. So he made a recording that he had his friends put in the coffin as the coffin was being lowered into the ground going, Whoa! Whoa! Don't let me out! Let me out! (laughs) And everybody starts laughing. That would be something I would want to do. I would want to do something... To, uh, like, yeah. why not? Yeah. You know, what the you hell? You gotta is the laugh. Difference? Yeah, what's the uh, difference? Well, why, You're why, dead. Why would you turn that frown upside down and let's have a, a big chuckle on his way out? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kudos to that guy. I, <laughs> wish I, I'm, I wish I could be that clever before I die if I knew I was going to Well, die. you're probably going to be thinking of other things. No, I always said I'm going to die some stupid way. Like, it's going to be like falling off a ladder trying to hang some. You know, yeah, like like a Kenny Rogers roaster sign on the side of my garage. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be something stupid like that. <laughs> well, I hope you get your wish, Steve. No, no, I'm not hoping for any of that. I know, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying that's just the way fate is gonna have it. I'm gonna die of something stupid. You should. We should both die in a way that makes people laugh hysterically. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that, that keep would be them laughing. You know, that would be satisfying. He went out on a high note. Talk about a showstopper. Yeah, that was a great comedy night he did. <laughs> 
It's like the zombie hey, one we did the other night. We, we, we might both die on November 2nd at MGM. That could very well be true. But not die in it's more of a metaphor, uh, metaphorical way. Yes, metaphorical. Yeah. It's 831. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Four. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Some um, uh, motor vehicle accident in Holyoke. Holyoke Fire Department has been sent to a motor vehicle crash this morning in front of the Holyoke Police Department. Right there. Wow. In front of it. Uh, the 22 News crew could see a vehicle that crashed into a light post in front of the police department. It was crazy. <laughs> Prior to the uh, vehicle crashing into the light post, the vehicle also crashed into two flagpoles, and one is cur- uh, currently being held up by Holyoke Gas and uh, an electric. What do you mean? Like They're holding the flag? Like the electric guy? The, I, I, I don't understand what you're getting at. Uh, yeah, it says <clears throat> it's being held up by the Holyoke Gas and Electric. Is it? Uh, I, I, that's what I, it was one guy holding it up, one of the workers? Like like Atlas holding the, the globe yeah. on his shoulders. Or is it like, uh, is this like Holyoke's uh, Iwo Jima? And you have all the uh, like four guys holding the, the Holyoke flag. gas yeah. and electric guys like raising that back up. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like that. Yeah, well, you know that's how you get the flagpoles back up in Holyoke. How many flagpoles get normally knocked down in Holyoke on a given day? Three, four, whatever it takes. According to the fire department, they're asking everyone to avoid the area at this time as the roadway around the department is closed. The uh, Holyoke Police Department is located on Appleton Street, so if you were heading there today, uh, don't go there. There's no word on if any injuries or the uh, cause of the accident, and 22 News will probably try to give you some update, but probably won't. Okay? <laughs> Hamden DA Anthony Galuni and Chicopee Police Chief Patrick Major announced a recent narcotics investigation on Tuesday. According to Hamden DA's office, a narcotics investigation resulted in the arrest uh, and the seizing of cocaine and fentanyl. Uh, Chickabee and Mass State Police uh, joined together in the trafficking of narcotics investigation from 126 Casino Avenue. The uh, officers found the two suspects, 49-year-old Jose Martinez and 57-year-old Leon Rivera. 7-year-old? 57-year-old. Oof. No, it's say a seven-year-old. No, it's not. Is it a drug kingpin? That's talking about talk about a child prodigy. It's not fifty-seven-year-olds. It's a fifty-seven-year-old. I don't know what's going on in Chickabee. Uh Anyway, they would travel out of state to get large amounts of narcotics and bring them back to Hamden County for distribution. On Saturday, October twenty-first, which was Back to the Future Day, by the way. Did you celebrate? No, I didn't. Yeah, didn't well, even realize it. That was the day that Doc and Marty went back into the uh, the future. Of course, that was 2015, nearly almost 10 years ago, so I don't know why we're still celebrating that day. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be in the future right. anymore. Uh, anyway, during a traffic stop on I-90 in West Springfield, both suspects were taken into custody. From the vehicle, police seized three kilos of suspected fentanyl, and an estimated, which an estimated street value of $1.2 million, and three kilos of cocaine. What was the stat you gave earlier about how many people could die from, was it, three kilos of yeah, fentanyl? Yeah, it's the next line. According to the DEA, one kilo of fentanyl has the poten- potential to kill 500,000 people. That's like a half million. Is it? Look at According you to my the, math. Look at you in the math. Look at you, Mr. Math Whiz. I've been boning up. You're like uh, you're like a little Bobby Fisher over there. Oh yeah, you get a lot of uh, you know uh, extracurricular uh, tutoring. 
Uh, speaking of drug uh, bust, the Mass State Police is investigating a house on Long Hill Street. Uh, according to State Police spokesperson Dave Procopio, troopers were executing a search warrant at 301 Long Hill Street in Springfield due to being a suspected marijuana grow house. And boy, did they find marijuana. I'm sure they did. Now, But there's I, no word on any arrests or anything like that. I, I'm sure they're coming. But, you know, the thing is, uh, I, I have looked at this house. I have yeah. been inside this house. Uh, I have to tell you, there's a, a gorgeous home. Beautiful. Did you realize that uh, a 301 Long Hill Street is uh, 4,100 square feet of living space, eight bedrooms, six bathrooms. A man could cause a lot of damage with six bathrooms. That's actually not a bad place. It's a beautiful That's house. a lot of bathrooms, too. That's a lot of bathrooms, which means there's a, you know, certainly a lot of plumbing, good for the irrigation of marijuana uh, co- uh, you know, cultivation. It's, a, it's the perfect house for, uh, for growing uh, you know, marijuana, having parties, entertaining, uh, lots of room for activities. I would imagine somebody who has that many bathrooms would make enough money to have somebody to clean those bathrooms. We don't know if these are filthy bathrooms. Wait, uh, speaking of which, there was a story on Mass Live this morning. Yeah, this is this one. A person was cleaning a Medford man's home, gave him the $1 million winning lottery ticket they found sitting forgotten inside of one of his vases. So the he, house he forgot it in the vase? He forgot it in the vase. Is it vase or vase? Well, if you got a million dollars, it's a vase. It's a vase. Khalil Sousa of Medford won $1 million from the lottery's $15 million moneymaker scratch ticket gaming, came forward to claim his prize on October 12th. Sousa said he'd bought the winning ticket a few months ago, but only recently found out it was a big winner. The Medford man's house cleaner found the scratch ticket inside of a vase and gave it to him. Sousa, who chose the cash option and received a one-time payment of $650,000, said he will use some of the winnings to help a friend. <laughs> it better be that damn house cleaner that told you that that was a winner. I wonder how many tickets get thrown away because people don't, like, oh, I, they missed a number. And they didn't scratch off yeah, any that, amounts. That, yeah, probably quite a few. I bet you there is. I'm sure there's a lot of unclaimed money with the Massachusetts State Lottery. These uh, some of these meatheads I worked with up in uh, at the railroad up there in uh, Worcester. Yeah, the guy, that that the guy would go to the the local gas station and come back, and he's like, "Yeah, people throw these away all the time," and he'd get like one or two dollar winners. But I wonder how many people threw away the the million dollars. I don't know if I uh, if I knew that uh, I had a winning ticket of any kind. Yeah. Which I never buy a winning ticket. Every ticket I buy is a big, fat, stinky loser. Maybe you have, though, and you f- misread it, and then you threw it away, and you could See, that's, that's not how I do it. See, I, I will buy the scratch ticket. Yeah. And give them to my wife, who loves to scratch the scratchies. Yeah. She loves doing that. And uh, she's very diligent about making sure that uh, it's a winner or not a winner. Well, I, But oddly enough... If I buy the tickets, they lose. If she buys the tickets, they win. Oh, is that how? It works? Not a lot, you know, uh, five, ten, you know, twenty bucks here. If I give her, give her some, guaranteed losers. How do you, you know what? Maybe they're not losers, and maybe she's seeing them as winners and going, "Oh, yeah, this is a loser too," and then puts it in her pocket because she knows you're kind of not that great with numbers or math or time or any well, of that stuff. Be that as it may, and that is all in, in an arguable fact, by the way. But uh, but you know, if, if she's 
if she wins on a ticket, she lets me know. That's a winner. That's awesome. But you know, we've never won. We never cracked the jackpot. Never cracked it. Huh? Nah, I really wish we could. I only buy them when the when the the big ones when they're up. Like I don't typically buy the. the well, that's Powerball and, and Mega Millions, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, these yeah, are just regular scratchies, right? But but I don't know how many I've thrown away that might have had uh, you know millions of dollars on them. I don't know. You, you maybe you you just pissed away millions of dollars. Could have bought a nice house like. 301 Long Hill Street in Springfield, which, by the way, probably needs a needs a good cleaning needs after a cultivating all that marijuana. Well, they better not be illegally dumping if they uh, clean, because the city council in Springfield just took the first step to raise fines for illegal dumping as a way to crack down on the pervasive problem that affects neighborhood quality of life. Uh, the current city ordinance calls for a fine of $100 for the first offense, $200 for the second, and $300 for the third uh, and every subsequent offense. The council took a first vote last week to raise the fine for all offenses to $500 and sent it to committee for further study. A second provision in the ordinance that calls for the Department of Motor Vehicles to sp- suspend the license of the violator if the vehicle is if a vehicle is used in the dumping and the violator is the owner will remain the same. That's going to be a little hard to do. Which to, part? To change that one. Why? The Department of Motor Vehicles? Because mm. then you're, it's not just one jurisdiction you're talking about. Yeah, you the statewide thing. You have to for the whole state. Yeah. So then you're going to have pushback well, on that. Well, people shouldn't be dumping illegally anyway. Yeah. This yeah. is you not- wanna, you wanna, when, you, when you're dumping, do it the right way. City Councilor uh, Victor- And wash your hands when you're done. You should wash your hands when you're done. Uh, City Councilor Victor Davila said, this is not just for a wrapper. We're going after large bulk items like stoves, couches, tires, and refrigerators. So you can still throw your cigarette butts out the window. That's fine. Uh, But if you throw a sofa out the window, that's going to be a big fine. All right, but it's only a $100 fine. It is only a $100 fine. You ever see those people who try to be heroes and move mattresses on their little tiny cars? Oh, I know. But they buy like a king-size bed. (laughs) <laughs> it's and it's a it's a it's a overflowing the roof of the Ford Fiesta you have yeah it's like all of a sudden you have wings and the car, and the little Fiesta is about to to taxi to the runway right. and take off uh, that's not uh, I'm always impressed by the guy who's got so much uh, upper body strength that he'll uh, have a mattress or something on his roof and he'll have his arm out the window holding it yeah. as if he's so powerful that he himself, by one arm, can prevent wind from whipping that thing off yeah. of his, the top of his car. You know what? Been there, done that, my friend. Mm-hmm. My dad, uh, on a on a Saturday night bender, yeah, said, "Come on, we're going to Home Depot. We need plywood to redo the room downstairs." <laughs> so we took his little Subaru Impreza uh-huh. that he had. Uh, it looked like a turtle. It was green, right? right? Company vehicle. They uh, we took it down. It had the rack, ski rack on the top of it. It's a tiny car. It's not yeah. really like a big vehicle. Not meant for hauling the big loads. Not really. No. Um, well, other than the passengers than inside. The passengers of. inside. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So he he says let's let's go down and get get the plywood. So we go all the way down to the Home Depot and we load up like four sheets of plywood, which is. Pretty thick, yeah. You know, uh, when you think. Well, it about depends it. the kind of plywood you get. And uh, we put it on top of the roof of the Subaru, <laughs> and he used rope, so it wasn't 
probably going to go anywhere, but he didn't have enough rope to make it like really tight, like yeah. the way he wanted, the way it should have been tight. Plus, he was half in the bag when he did it. So we get in the car, and him and I are. He's got he's got one hand on the wheel, yeah, with a cigarette in his hand, okay, and he's got one hand one hand on the wheel with a cigarette in his hand, and he's got the other hand out the window holding one of the sides of the plywood, <laughs> and I'm sitting on the other side holding with both hands, yeah, the sides of the plywood because I feel like this is gonna go, and he's doing like fifty miles an hour down ninety one. From from the West Springfield Home Depot <laughs> to the Forest Park exit, and I thought we were gonna die. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I was like, I was like, and and it always amazed me how this man never got pulled over for a DUI. With all the like, if I was a cop and saw that happening at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday, I would pull them over and say, "What the hell are you doing?" And he, but he never, he never got caught. Never got caught. Never got a. He should have. Man, talk about defying the odds. Yeah, it's like one of those people that should have gotten arrested at some point in their lives to show them, hey, maybe you have a little problem here. It wasn't until his health gave out that he finally may have learned a lesson. Well, like he'd come home sometimes, and like there'd be like orange marks on the car. And then, like it would be, re- <laughs> it would be revealed later by one of his friends. Oh yeah, he hit all those cones on the on ramp the other night. <laughs> those barrels. Oh well, that makes sense. And he never got never pulled got over. pulled over. That's unbelievable. Yeah, he ran, think- o- ran over his own rose bushes. He did all kinds of things, and he never. Uh, <laughs> he he would run over his own plants and then yell at me. For putting them there? No, that I did it with the lawnmower. And I'm like, dude, no, that you came home on a bender the other night from the lighthouse over in Ludlow with the 50-cent drafts and two-hour shots of Jägermeister. That's what you were doing over there. At least he was going to a nice place. Again, more paint for the picture. Oh, yeah, the the, the, the pieces of the puzzle the keep, palette. keep yeah. finding its place. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 70. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 74. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock, it's 855 in Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, going to be a nice day, sunny and high of 70. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow, the show will be a Thunderbird Thursday. Tune in for around 745 or so. We'll give away a prize pack that includes four hats, four koozies, four stickers, and four seats on the glass to Saturday's game against Providence. It's a Thunderbird Thursday tomorrow right here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Some guy uh, wrote in and he goes, yeah, I probably knew your dad. I hung out at the Lighthouse forever. I had a nine-ball team out there for 11 years. I'm like, yeah, he was more of an eight-ball kind of guy, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he goes, we all were. <laughs> <laughs> That was, uh, yeah. I, I think I told you, but like, they, I, I really kind of connected with my dad by drinking with him. Like, sure. That was kind of, because I didn't understand that. When I, when I turned like 21, it was like, oh, okay, now we can hang out together. Like, we never, he never wanted to hang out prior to that. Yeah. It's very much but, like the courtship of Eddie's father. Yeah. I guess you could say that in a way, but, uh, this was more of the uh, <laughs> the cocktail of Eddie's father was was it. but we would go and I, I think I've told you this before we would go to the the underpass saloon over in Wilmerham well, yeah right and um, he, there was a guy there he was a bartender his name was was Tommy 
right? And okay. Tommy was like the karaoke DJ too, and he was like all up, up on this karaoke music and, and all that stuff. Loved doing the karaoke on Sunday nights or whatever the hell night they did it. <laughs> but he would be so uh, caught up in looking through the karaoke music. Now you'd go in there. Now, now the place has actual customers in there. There's, you know, it's lively. It's got, you right. know, it's it's got you know, decent entertainment and, and it's been revamped. Sure. But it was the old underpass saloon. And this guy, Tommy, who was the bartender, would would just leave the bottle of whiskey on on the on the bar bar because he wanted to go look through the karaoke music so he would say whenever you're ready just go ahead and pour yourself another shot that's that's what every functional alcoholic wants to hear well it it was kind of like you know until and then i realized i'm like hey maybe this isn't probably the way a father and son should be bonded When you when you see other fathers with their sons yeah. and go, you don't do. What do you mean fishing? What is what is this thing you're doing? What is these nice things that you're doing together with your dad? Now, did he uh, did he, like introduce you around the bar? Like this is like a proud moment for him. He's getting stewed with his young boy. I I think it was just one of the it, no. It was just one of these things. Like he didn't he didn't really know people. He just knew that guy. Ah, well, yeah. he, that's the guy you want to know. He just knew the alcohol. regulars. He just knew some of the regulars in there, but it was just like uh, it was a it was another piece to that puzzle that we've been talking uh, about. All, everything yeah. fits now. Good Doesn't times, it? yeah, good times. It's eight fifty eight. A Rock one hundred two. Would you mind saying that again? Rock one hundred two 